If you are someone who lives and breathes draft content or someone who's just been trying to catch up on what everyone's talking about this time of year getting ready for the draft, odds are you have come across a guy who is one of the foremost draft content producing machines these days, Frankie Vision. Some others out there might be like, who the heck are you talking about, Brian? Well, Frankie Vision is our guest on this episode of the podcast, and we'll get into who he is, what he does, and how he started to do it in just a matter of moments. I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. You can head to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, type in Sixers Podcast Network, and that will take you to our feed. So for this episode of the podcast, thought might be time, why not change up the pace a little bit. We've done a lot of interviews with guys asking who do the Sixers like, who might make a great fit with the 76ers, what direction might they be leaning. So to take somewhat of a break about a week out from the draft, thought why not reach out to a guy who has watched, you would have to think, as much film, certainly cut up as much film as just about anyone out there, and that is Frankie Vision. Quick background, he's got videos all over YouTube on the top prospects in the draft. You go to YouTube and you type in Frankie Vision, it'll take you to his channel where he has now nearly 115,000 subscribers. And for me, the way I stumbled upon Frankie Vision was around this time last year, after the season, I was trying to get caught up on draft prospects and watch some uh, game film of top guys who the Sixers were looking at, and I found more and more when I was going on YouTube looking for highlights and footage that there were great montages put together by this service, Frankie Vision. Then I started asking people around the office, well, have you heard of Frankie Vision before? Do you know anything about him? Some people knew exactly who he was. Others, um, it was like I was speaking a different language. But given how much his operation and his following has grown in less than two years' time, it would be safe to say that Frankie Vision is becoming a more and more familiar name to those people who follow the draft. And on that note, we bring in the man himself, Frankie Vision. What's up, man? Thanks for doing this. What's going on? How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. I have got to say, the service you provide is fantastic. It is comprehensive. It's like one-stop shopping for anyone who is trying to catch up on finding out who you need to track in the draft. It's awesome. I appreciate it, man. That's why we do it. So your YouTube channel has over 110, almost about 115,000 subscribers right now, and I cannot blame a single one of them for being on there. You could watch stuff like Dante DiVincenzo, Adidas Nations highlight footage, Luka Doncic from overseas, a montage of him. This has got to have grown into something pretty massive for you, it would seem. Yeah, it happened uh, pretty fast, rapidly. So when did you start? Oh, I started about in August 2016. I was uh, posting uh, Roger Armando high school footage. You know, I went to high school with him. And uh, I had some of his high school footage and decided to post it. And, you know, it just kind of grew from there. Was it something that grew based upon people watching the video and picking up some viral steam? Or were you like, hey, you know what? Clipping highlights? That's kind of fun. Yeah, it was just kind of fun. I started posting uh, Kentucky Wildcat highlights because that was my team. That was my team, uh, like Darren Fox, Malik Monk, uh, 
then like after that, people just start requesting more and more players, and uh, I just start posting them. You're based in Louisville. Is that difficult to be a Wildcat fan in that part of the state? Uh, no, because we win most of the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> well put. Um, so this type of year, give me a sense of what type of traffic you're generating. Uh, this year, I guess we post so much videos that it generates a lot of traffic. It wasn't like it was last year because you know it was like bigger name superstars last year. Um, but you know, I guess with people like Luca and Divincenzo came up out of nowhere and Trey Young, you know that helped out a lot. I mean, as we talked about, you do have stuff for guys from all different levels of play, and it seems like your operation has grown pretty rapidly. When did you realize that you had something on your hands here? Probably about, like, December of 2016, uh, January of 2017. Did you attribute that to the quality of players that were going into the draft that year? Was that your focus to target guys who were draft prospects? Yeah, that was my main focus. Yeah, like Lonzo Ball, he had generated so much uh, traffic, and you know I could get his game up like five or ten minutes after the game was over. So that helped out a lot. How do you do that? How is the turnaround so quick? Uh, just record the games, and you know, just edit it while the game's going on. So like when the first half's over, and I already have the highlights done. We have a pretty comprehensive video department here at the Seventy Sixers, and they are really good at what they do. I'm not even sure if they can always pump out a turnaround video in that <laughs> amount of time. So, I mean, did you have a background in video production, anything like that? No, I just, once I started doing the Rondo highlights and I decided I wanted to keep doing it, I just started YouTubing and Googling how to get games and edit them, and I guess I found a really fast method. Is this something that you do full-time now? Yeah, it's full-time now. Was that the original plan, or did you have to balance it with something else you were doing? Um, no, I was, no, my dad, he owns McDonald's here in Louisville, so I was like the IT uh, manager there, and I had a lot of off time, free time, so I just started doing highlights, and it kind of grew, get paid from so full time. That's <laughs> That's so great. Um, so what is the, uh, I guess, typical day like for you? Um, <laughs> well, well, actually, let me, let me go back. What is your busiest time of year? I would assume the college basketball season, right? Yeah, Saturdays and um, conference tournament is the busiest time. Okay, so then what is the typical day like for you during that time of year? <sighs> I mean, Saturday, I'll probably wake up, eat breakfast, and sit on my computer. I'm recording like three or four games at a time and just kind of trying to monitor all of them and just posting highlights, trying to edit them as fast as I can. But I got actually uh, another guy who helps me out now, so it's a little easier. You're now a two-person operation? Well, last season well, it's it's like five of us now, but last season it was like just two of us posting highlights from college basketball. Like, is this are we pulling all nighters, that sort of thing? Are they those types of days? Yeah, I had to stay up really late because um, the West Coast teams like UCLA, Arizona teams are playing the Pac-12. We had to stay up late. They don't come on to like ten thirty or eleven our time. So yeah, we had to stay up a long time. Do you target specific games um, that you're going to cut highlights from, or is it sometimes reactionary if someone goes off and has a huge night? Well, we have our list of, like, targets of players, and um, we try to knock these players out, and then, like, people will comment and let me know who went off. Then we'll hurry up and go get the game and uh, break it down for them. This might seem like a silly question, but um, is this anything that could have possibly happened without the way – 
social media and digital media is now? Because it sounds like there's a lot of interaction between um, yourself and the people who consume your content. Yeah, no, I probably wouldn't have because how else would they reach me and let me know? I didn't even know who Markel Fultz was last year. Get out of here. I started. <laughs> and I was just so focused on Kentucky players. <laughs> like, um, yeah, they, I didn't know who Lonzo Ball was. I didn't know. The only person I knew was like Dennis Smith. So I learned that, like, I learned about Miles Bridges, Josh Jackson, and a whole bunch, you know, a lot of other players when I first started. That is hilarious. So when did you find out who they were? Uh, somebody was commenting on my vi- one of my videos, like, of De'Aaron Fox. was like, hey, man, post Lonzo Ball, post Lonzo Ball. And I finally went to go watch one of his games, and I posted it, and then got like 200,000 views. That's amazing. So, <laughs> Such an organic, homegrown story. Did you ever think that it would spawn into something like this? No, I didn't, honestly. Now, as you're looking at some of this stuff, um, at this point of the year, is it going back and just putting together compilations? Um, is this a little bit easier time of the year than uh, in-season? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's white chill. So we just like put together compilations and um, trying to get some of the high school kids in there, and then um, video breakdowns. We just started this year, kind of like the Draft Express used to do. When, when have you found that people really start digging into draft content? Yeah, I mean, people kind of watch all year, but I noticed like a lot more comments on the older videos around this time, and then like right after the draft. It's like people will come and let's see what player, who they drafted or who they could potentially draft, stuff like that. And now you're doing your own filming too these days, right? Yeah, I started filming in high school because I figured that, you know, the high school and college kind of complement each other. So give everybody a heads up look at, you know, what's coming. Do you like the NBA? Yeah, I love the NBA. That's all I've watched before I started doing this. Who's, uh, you had mentioned Rajon Rondo, but uh, a favorite squad or other favorite players? I hate to say it, but it's LeBron. Uh, there's no reason to hate to say that. It's an emotional roller coaster being a fan of him, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially uh, especially these days going into the off season, I would think. What do you uh, What do you think of this year's draft and the uh, the caliber of players uh, that are in it? No, I like the lottery a lot, but after that, it's just like a toss up, really. There's no like superstar players like it was last year, I think, but. And it also seems like a lot of the players who are at least generating most of the attention at the top of the draft, they're bigs, and it's hard to tell the way the game's being played today just how exactly they could pan out. Yeah, how do we put, yeah exactly. And last year we had like a guard-dominant uh, um, draft, so of course I got a lot more views off that. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you had to pick a uh, – put together a best of this year's draft class um, – video list uh, are there certain videos that you guys have up uh, as a part of your channel that you would recommend that you consider must watch viewing of a specific player yeah or a couple players uh, i think that marvin bagley against texas game that we did i think that's a really good one where he kind of went head to head with uh mo bamba it's a great game oh. two guys that are looking uh potentially like their top 10 picks yeah i think that was a really good game um not really any that come to my head. That was my favorite video that we did out here. Was there one play um, from any player, whether it was a top five guy or a you know fifty-five to sixty guy projecting the draft um, that that you consider your favorite from this past season? Mm, of course, Trey Young. I liked him a lot, but um, I'm really in love with Keelan Martin from uh, Butler. What do you like about his game? Uh, he just you know he's 
You can score at all three levels. He got the length. He's seven three wingspan. He's six seven. Kind of reminds me of like that Draymond Green type player, four year senior, three uh, and D type of guy. So that's, he's just one of my favorites. When there's a player who, and I, this is not to discredit someone like a Dante DiVincenzo, who at least the general public comes out of nowhere and has a huge game like he did in the NCAA championship game against Michigan. Do you see that as a factor that influences the traffic that you get and just the demand for that type of video to see a player like that um, go off in that type of game? Yeah, yeah, but I have um, some of the – uh, I guess New Jersey based or Philadelphia based fans were asking for DiVincenzo all season, like demanding the, demanding him like crazy. He was one of my higher demands. Do you so, have any sense of uh, what the demographic is for your fan base? Um, at least around here, and talking to some of the people that work uh, for the team, it's like a lot of younger college age kids uh, that have just kind of caught wind of what you're doing and then uh, follow along. Yeah, when I, I mean it's all ages. I think. <laughs> Last time I checked, it was like 18 to like uh, 50, maybe, or 45 for most of my viewerships. So, but yeah, a lot of college kids watch me more than most. If I go to college campuses, they all recognize me and stuff. So, is that with or without the Frankie Vision shirt? It's without now. Sometimes I just wear a regular jacket and they still come up and ask for pictures and stuff. Who would have thought (laughs) just a series of. Rajon Rondo highlights. <laughs> right, he's still a little uncomfortable. People ask that. But <laughs> um, cool. How often do you get out to games? Oh, uh, I go a lot now. Since we have people posting the college highlights, I try to get out as much as I can. Like uh, we're going to the MBPA uh, Top 100 this week in Virginia University, Colorado Springs. So yeah, I try to go to high school games a lot. Not really college as much. Have you ever had anyone from a pro team approach you and say, you know what, I watch some of your videos too? <laughs> yeah, um, it was some guy from the Phoenix Suns. I, I honestly forgot what his name was, but he had reached out and let me know that what I did was a big help for him and stuff like that. So cool. Um, who do you think uh, we might be talking about this time next year as you look ahead to future draft classes? Hold me on link for it. Okay. All right. What uh, for those who are uninitiated with the incoming class of talent for the college level next year? What about his game stands out? Um, he just he does it all. I think he really has no weakness. Really, I mean, he plays great D. You know, he's athletic. He can score. At, he got an NBA uh, NBA range. He can score at, uh, all three levels. He got a mid range. Like I said, NBA range three. He go in a lane, dunk on you. He can dribble, create his own shot. He does it all. He's a great rebounder, great defender, blocker, shot blocker. He, do, he does. There's nothing he can't do. A guy like him, obviously, there's some hype and build up around. But do you find yourself now that you're going to more of these events, you could sit down, watch a couple of these showcases, and you're like, hey, who's number whatever it is, and then you're discovering on your own guys that have talent all the time, especially at like the um, AAU circuits like EYBL or Adidas Gauntlet. You're always going to find somebody like that playing against a person that you're recording. Great. It seems like it could be uh, at times kind of like a, a needle in a haystack type of situation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, what uh, what do you make of all this? If you had uh, any way to sum up uh, your story, and you know, I know it's uh, it's only been a couple of years, but uh, it seems like you definitely, um, intentionally or not, um, landed on something where uh, it's a service that a lot of people value. Um, you know, if you find something that you love to do, just do it because it was actually a passion. 
And I had a couple of my friends telling me at the beginning, like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time and stuff like that. And now they're trying to give me advice on what I should and shouldn't do. So I guess just stick to it. And don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you're wasting your time on it if you truly believe it's something good. And what's the best way for people if they do have future highlight requests and montage requests, what's the best way for them to get at you? Uh, just write me on Instagram or Twitter. My DM, my uh, DMs is always open. I always check it. It is a person who creates content that is vital at this time of year, especially and also throughout the college basketball season. Frankie Vision, a pleasure talking to you, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for having me. That is the voice of the man behind so many highly viewed prospect montage videos that you'll find on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, particularly this time of year, Frankie Vision. thought it was great to hear about his story as much as anything else, where he came from, how he tripped upon this, um, and what his operation has grown to become. It is, uh, it is pretty impressive stuff. We'll get back to some more pre-draft conversation interviews in the days ahead coming up on Friday. Be on the lookout for our Week in Review episode featuring interviews with some of the guys who the Sixers brought in for workouts in Kevin this past week. Again, that should be coming up on Friday. All right, thanks to Frankie Vision for indulging and doing that interview. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the broadcast. See you.